Hello everybody and welcome back to Witch Fix. Now a while ago I said that I wasn't going to be buying any more spellbooks to review individually because I feel like it's kind of a waste of time. A lot of my feelings and thoughts about them are going to be basically the same because a lot of them are very similar let's be honest and also because they don't really add anything to me personally or my practice um, and most of the reason why I started the podcast was so that I would push myself to read more books about Wicca, about witchcraft, about magical things in general and so that I had a way of like recording my thoughts on them and talking through my feelings a little bit just so that I could understand why I felt certain ways about certain things and obviously so I could talk to you guys and let you know how I felt about certain books and push the books that I thought were really good um, so that other people can hear about them and decide to buy them and the books that I thought weren't so good so that you could either avoid them or go into them forewarned and thus forearmed. Um, what I have started doing however is keeping any spell books that I happen to come across or purchase usually as a make weight when I'm buying some stuff with combined postage usually people who are selling books about Wicca and witchcraft also are selling some spell books on eBay and it just makes sense if it's 99p to chuck it in with the rest to make it worth paying that three pounds postage. Uh, so I've started keeping those behind in a pile and now I've got three of them to review against each other just to let you know out of these three which one I considered to be the most worthwhile one to add to a collection of spellbooks or uh, to add to your practice in a way that might sort of help you develop a few ideas for yourself which I find is the most useful aspect of these spellbooks. So without further ado, I'm going to launch into the spellbooks up for review and uh, I'm going to go worst to best so that uh, those of you who are just listening for uh, a little bit of a slanging match on a terrible book won't be disappointed. But those of you who actually are interested in finding a good spellbook um, will um, get a little bit of entertainment before we get into that. The first one is a very thin spellbook called The Modern Day Spellbook, a collection of spells for the modern day witch. It is by someone called Rock Martin and published by PDP Publications. Now, I'm saying it's published by PDP Publications because at the beginning it says, no part of this book may be reproduced in any form or by any means without prior written consent of the publisher except brief quotes used in reviews, which is what I'm doing here. But to be on the safe side, I was going to contact PDP Publications and also I was generally interested to see who they were because I'd not seen books published by them before. And when I googled the actual web address on the back of the book, it came up with not recognised. And I checked my spelling and did it twice more and it came up with not recognised. So I don't know if this publisher is still in business. The book itself reads a little bit like a self-published book. When I googled Rock Martin, four other books came up of similar looking covers, those kind of covers that look like they've been made at home or by like a cheaper producer, not someone who makes them professionally. They kind of look put together out of stock images, which there's no shame in that. I don't judge a book by a cover in that respect, but it did explain some of the contents that I came across um, as being, you know, self-published. So what this is, is uh, a book of spells, basically, that are meant to be of use to the modern witch in modern society. Um, and I looked it up on Goodreads before I bought it. And it had one actual written review, which was five star. Very well written, most interesting read. Um, and then it was quite highly reviewed. It has a 3.8 star rating on Goodreads, which is out of five. So I thought, OK, this is a pretty safe bet. I was very disappointed when I started reading it. 
and I will tell you why. The book is only about 77 pages long. It's a weird shape because it's like large and square in a sort of A4 kind of shape, whereas I think maybe pocket size would have done it more justice because the centre of the page is the only place where any text actually appears. It has like a three inch margin all the way around of just blank white space, no illustrations, no nothing. And at 77 pages, the um, page count isn't really used very well. Each page only has about 20 words on it. Not really sure what the average word count is, but one page, page 56, only has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight words on it which I don't see why that couldn't have been put on the preceding page, except that I guess then the book would be even shorter than it already is. So that was kind of annoying and upsetting. Uh, the average words per page, I would put about like 25, maybe. Uh, the book is also not particularly well edited. It's littered with spelling and punctuation errors. And the spells themselves are kind of poorly constructed, not I mean, I kind of like it when spells rhyme because that gives them a better rhythm. But even if you didn't need them to rhyme, I think that they should be at least consistent in length of line. These just aren't. They're not great. So, for example, a money spell on page 36 is, Oh, comma, dear God of luck, comma, money is like muck, comma, not good except to be spread. Spread some here at, write your address. Thanks be to thee, amen, sign your name. Well, I don't know of many Wiccan spells that have Amen in them. Like, obviously, you can use Amen in, like, a mixture Catholic magic tradition, like, I guess, Santeria and things like that. But this is just meant to be a Wiccan spell book, so I don't really understand why that's there. The prose of that spell is not particularly inspiring. Also, like, it's meant to be a Wiccan spell book, and several pages at the end are given to the Wiccan read. Uh, which is spread over about eight different pages because of how small the portion of text is on each page. Um, yet some of these are not Wiccan read appropriate spell. Uh, so, for example, the love spell, uh, lover's spell uh, on pages 31 and 30, it says you will need to perform this one red candle, lover's oil, lover's incense. And then while burning the incense, dress the candle with the oil. Say the following incantation three times each night for five nights in a row. And the incantation is thus. I am possessed by burning love for this man, and this love comes to me from Absaras, who is victorious ever. Let this man slash woman yearn for me, desire me, let his desire burn for me. Let this love come forth from the spirit and enter him. Let him desire me as nothing has been desired before. I love him, want him, semicolon. He must feel the same desire for me. O spirit of the air, let him burn with love for me. So there's a number of things to unpack in this spell. Number one, not very Wiccan read approved because it's quite coercive. It's naming a specific person or having a specific person in mind and basically calling on the elements and God and God and whatever to force that person to desire you as opposed to bringing someone to you who would be a good candidate for you to love naming no one in particular also it says he on most of the lines but then says man slash woman so it's kind of poorly written in that respect because it doesn't have he slash her throughout the spell the punctuation is very strange also you're using a candle it's like a candle spell but you're calling on specifically the spirit of air which okay you are burning incense as well but the actual burning element of that is to do with fire so surely fire would be a better element to call on also also at the beginning it says that you will need a red candle lover's oil and lover's incense it does not specify 
how to make lover's oil or lover's incense anywhere in the book. It doesn't say what might be in those or even suggest correspondence like, for example, use rose incense. It just says you will need lover's oil and lover's incense and then gives no clue as to what is in those things or how to make them or even where to purchase them if it was something that you would be expected to buy and this recurs in other spells they say you'll need like protection oil or anointing oil and it doesn't say what you will actually need um sometimes it does give specific things like patchouli oil or cinnamon oil but the majority of spells it just gives random like protection oil no one knows what that is so at the end there's also on page 67 spell removal binding spells and it says you will need a picture of the victim or their name they've used the wrong there by the way it's t-h-e-r-e instead of t-h-e-i-r on a piece of paper and peace is spelt p-e-a-c-e so pieces in world peace and one white ribbon it says time any very specific it says take the white ribbon wrap it around the picture and say i bind you person's name from doing harm against others and harm against yourself and if that sounds familiar to you at all it's because you've seen the craft because that is where this spell is from i don't know if this was a spell before the movie the craft if i was in a mood to give the book the benefit of the doubt i'd probably say maybe they included that spell in the craft because it was already a spell that existed but at the same time they've managed to use two of the wrong words in that spell so I'm not feeling particularly charitable at the moment. Um, this is for a book that, again, people were expected like pay for. And if you have a book that you expect people to pay money for, like this is on Amazon for like seven pounds. It's not like a free ebook. It is an actual book that they expected to make money off of. Um, some of my books have spelling errors, grammatical errors in them because I'm not a professional editor. But those books are 99p. Like you shouldn't be trying to make a large amount of money off of something that you haven't properly edited and that in fact doesn't even have that much content to it because it's only 77 pages long and most of those pages are blank in its defense the kindle edition of the books is like 99p or i guess free if you have kindle unlimited it's just like the paperback version which costs like more money like between five and seven pounds for his various different books I say his, I don't know if Rock Martin is male or female. But again, it's only 77 pages. There's very little content. And sometimes I buy like self-published novels that are like between 300 pages and like 800 pages. Those have some errors in because that's a lot of stuff to proofread. If you're not a professional proofreader, if you're just trying to, you know, get your book out there so people can read it. This is only 77 pages long. It's not a huge amount of words, to be honest. And I feel like anyone could have gone through it and realized that they've used the wrong spelling of the word peace uh, unless they were just not even using their eyes if they were just using a spell check and didn't even bother to like read it back so that goes in the um i'm carvooting this pile and we'll move on to the next one uh, the next book is the book of spells by nicola de pulford this is a widely available spell book um it's like a black leather cover with silver writing and a little silver ribbon that ties it shut um there's also a book of spells too which is purple um and then the vintage edition of the book of spells which i guess is a mixture of the two which i have previously read um this is like a professionally published book it's 8.99 to buy new 
obviously I bought it on eBay so it was substantially cheaper but because it's a professionally produced book it does at least not have mistakes and things in it and it was published by Simon and Schuster. Now the spells are broken down into categories and each sort of double page spread has illustrations on and like a different topic so you've got numerology then the colours of magic so like colour correspondences, sacred trees and plants, magic signs and your like star signs and stones and then different spells that you can do uh, and there's usually like a full page picture on one side of the setup for the spell for example on page 50 and 51 we have spinning a lover the spell on one side is a picture of a pink candle with a braided ribbon and a picture wrapped around it uh, on the other side is a list of what you will need uh, and then the method and then a little bit of the history so it says an old english spell to attract a lover and then it says traditionally the wood of the spindle was used to spin wool mostly by unmarried girls known as spinsters a round stone with a hole in the middle was fitted over the end of the spindle to keep it turning and so grew its association with the male and female if you cannot obtain spindle willow will work just as well or buy a ready-made spindle to attract a special lover carry out this spell on a friday the day sacred to venus goddess of love and on the waxing moon for maximum power so there you've at least got some directions as to the right time to do this some correspondences like the goddess venus to go along with it and some instructions as to what to use and why you're using it however i have to say that while i was reading that i stumbled because there was a spelling error it says a round stone with a hole in the middle but they spelt hole as in a whole cake starting with a w not hole as in a hole in the ground or ideally a hole in a stone so i guess we're none of us perfect but at least that's only one spelling error that i found again this is like a coercive spell because it says to have like a picture or to picture his or her spiritual and physical being it doesn't say that you can't name a specific person so i would say that that is also quite a dodgy spell to do but at the same time i guess it also isn't purporting to be a wiccan spell book so there we go um, there are other ones where it says to dig earth from your lover's or partner's footprints to use um, to nurture the seeds of love um, various things like that the book itself is quite pretty it's quite you know aesthetically pleasing it's got like a nice look to it and it's well set out and well designed a lot of the spells fall into that cultural appropriation category for example you've got just a two-page spread on african magic which i don't think is going to teach anybody enough to accurately appreciate that culture it's just sort of encouraging you to dip in to perform this particular spell some of the spells again will go against the wiccan read which i don't know if it talks about that at any point in the book like magical ethics it doesn't seem to any point have the wiccan read in it or expect you to follow the read so i guess you can do those kinds of spells it's just uh, personal preference um there are also several spells which are in sealed compartments so these have perforated edges to the page which are joined together that you have to kind of rip open with your finger to get at the the pages within and these are meant to be spells for um difficult situations that you might need spells for um some of these are described as like the sinister side of magic and are talking about alchemists using voodoo dolls effigies that sort of thing one of the spells that is sealed is the standard putting someone's name in a piece on a piece of paper in some water and then freezing it um 
and that is i guess more of a, a darker defensive spell where you're actively working against someone so although it is a little bit culturally appropriative in places i guess it could introduce you to some ideas about further research into those disciplines and like african and indian magic and most of the spells in it are pretty basic but it does give you correspondences for them and guidance to perform them like in terms of what kinds of oil and things you will need to use so in that respect it is an okay spell book but def definitely not one that i would keep or say there is much value in in terms of the spells actually being interesting to read or um poetic or particularly original so that's going in the carpet stuff as well the third and final spell book and the best one i think that i found is called the good spell book love charms magical cures and other practical sorcery and it is by a lady called Gillian kemp Gillian kemp who i think has written some other books about witchcraft and magic so in addition to the good spell book she's also written others in the same series called the fortune telling book the dream book the good cat spell book the love magic book um then some other little spells and things, um, tea leaves, fairy wisdom, a lot of other like basically very commercial spell books. Uh, this one I again picked up as like an extra when I was buying some other books, which were like almanacs and things. Uh, so my hopes weren't particularly like high for it, uh, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, so the inside of it is quite nice most of the pages are designed to look like parchment uh, as if taken from a, a very old book and they have sort of handwritten numbers next to them i guess numbering which spell they are um, and some handwritten notes at the bottom um, about various aspects of the spell which looks quite nice the cover is also nice red canvasy type fabric so it looks like a, a sort of old hymnal or one of those old books that you would find um in like a, a national trust property now uh, i don't know about Gillian kemp and whether she is in fact a romany she gives a little brief bit of explanation about romanies at the beginning of the book but doesn't seem to mention that she herself is a romany um, and then she also gives very loud bird outside also gives some advice for amateur spellcasters about when to properly time a spell and what to use and incorporate into the spell in the sense that Gideon doesn't seem to be an actual Romany herself, you could say that this book is cultural appropriation because it doesn't seem like she's spent a lot of time with Romanies, although it's hard to tell from the very brief introduction. Um, so this could just be a researched book that she's you know, gone to people and researched, but um, that, that is just hard to tell. So again, I would err on the side of caution and say it seems a little bit appropriative. The spells themselves, which rhymes, um, break down into categories like love, pets, um, luck, money, etc. And uh, they seem to be not just Romany, which is why I sort of say it skirts the border of being appropriative, because some of them just seem to be folklore things from England. Because, uh, for example, there's a page which is love divinations, which is, I think, page 2021. 20, to divine the initial of a future partner's first or last name, use this Romany saying came to into use after they adopted Christianity. Take an apple and peel it without allowing the peel to break. Holding the peel in your right hand, say the following. 
and then turn around three times in a clockwise direction before throwing the peel over your left shoulder. The peel is said to fall in the shape of your future lover's initial. And this is something that I've seen in various different sources. It was also in an episode of Charmed, I think. Um, but I don't know if it's purely Romney in origin or if it's something that is more widely spread in terms of folklore. The little chant that goes with this is quite nice. It is Saint Simon and Saint Jude, on you I intrude with this pairing to discover the first letter of my own true lover, which rhymes, which made me very happy. Um, I quite like this book. There's quite a few nice little charms and things in here. It reminds me of a book that I used to have of just Cornish witchcraft charms. Again, there are some coercive spells in here, like page 96, to get another to agree. Uh, light a pink candle, say following incantation. Please, name of person, do think again. May the consequence heal my pain. Grant my request to me and you'll see. The good in your heart set me free. Bless you. So it seems like a little bit coercive, but there we go. It also contains some recipes for like money drawing oil, commanding oil, uh, power oil, etc. So there are some recipes in here as well, which look quite interesting. Because of like the elements of what could be cultural appropriation, I wouldn't necessarily like recommend this one, but it is the one that I felt had more advanced information in it. Um, the more interesting spells, the more historical content as opposed to the other books which were pretty basic in terms of the actual information they provided this provides a little bit more um and if you were interested in like english folk magic or particularly in romney magic this might be a good one for you to use as like a jumping off point in your research there aren't really any things in it which i would say involve using items which belong to that culture like um, with the African magic spells, sometimes you get things like it's like, oh, we'll make this thing, which is like an African instrument or whatever, or getting hold of items like bones from elephants and things like that and using those in magic or, or using specific herbs from that region. This doesn't really have that. It just has like basic spells um, and nothing to do with actually using items from that culture. Um, there's one spell that I found quite funny, which was on page 33, a nether garment spell for fidelity. And it says, although in Romani culture, divorce is taboo, their marriages are not necessarily happier than most. And sometimes partners do go astray. But there is a spell that draws a partner home to his or her original ties. The spell is very basic, as down to earth as the Romanis themselves. It gets to the point and apparently works. Choose a pair of your partner's underwear and a pair of your own. Take two nutmegs and write your partner's full name on one and your own on the other. Bind the two nutmegs with a red cord to symbolise passion, wrap them in the underwear, place them in a clean white envelope. Sleep with them under your pillow if your partner is away, or embed them in a drawer where you keep your favourite or most sensual clothes. This amused me for a number of reasons. One, because it involves pants, and I am immature. Two, because it involves two nutmegs which resemble balls, which, again, I am immature. But also because it conjured to mind the idea of someone trying to tie together two hard round objects with a length of cord which is quite difficult. Like I can imagine just rolling around and falling out and getting all over the place. And also because I can't imagine finding a white envelope that was inobtrusive and yet the right size to fit two pairs of underwear and some nutmeg in. Uh, so that tickled me pink. It was quite amusing. So those are the three spell books that I've been looking at. Um, if you do go on to find copies of these, 
you can probably find copies of the book of spells and the good spell book quite readily they are quite you know commercial wide widely sold books that you will be able to find in charity shops and things because there's a lot of copies of them about do let me know how you get on with them what you get out of them if you know anything more than what i've managed to find out about them which wouldn't be hard please get in touch and just let me know what you think and i'll keep my eye out for other spell books and if you want to give me your recommendations you are more than welcome and in the meantime i'll see you in the next episode